Hello, and welcome to Pink Sky Inspired Conversations with Enid O'Toole and Lucy Ashby. Today on the show, we have Faye Rackham. She's a mum, an artist, and jack of all trades. When she's not working, she likes to spend time with her daughter in their mini zoo and sketch when she gets the chance. Faye has three passions in life nature, anything prehistoric, and Tina Turner. Her art reflects her enthusiasm for these subjects and when she's not working on pet commissions, she likes to create her own style of colour pencil artwork and the occasional watercolour or ceramic piece. Faye was diagnosed at 34 with autism, Asperger's, and the late diagnosis has transformed her life. She grew up feeling like she was an alien. She never fit into the norm or to those around her, but she now understands that she's simply from another planet. As an advocate for young girls with autism, she feels that too many slip under the radar or are misdiagnosed, and therefore they don't get the support they require. Faye's new motto, and the one she tries to live by, is be your true self. So welcome, Faye. It's so lovely to have you with us today. Hi, thanks for having me. This is great. Mm. That's good, isn't it? So obviously we came up with this, well, I came up with the title for this. these different conversations. Okay, I'm we'll say that. Very yeah, bright very woman. Good. Yeah, very yeah. bright woman. So yeah. obviously it's about people that inspire us. So I know that you enjoy the podcast. You've told us about that. So we want to know what inspires you and what makes you feel like your your very best self. Uh, my biggest inspiration is nature. Uh, you'll have to apologise. My uh, my little parrot is keeping me company today. So, uh, oh, awesome. He likes all the attention. Uh, so oh, you may not hear him from time to time. But, yeah, my, my biggest inspiration is, is nature. Mm. Uh, I think too many people take it for granted. And, unfortunately, we're destroying it rather than embracing it. I, mm. My best time is just sitting in my garden by my pond or with my tortoises and I just feel completely at peace and mm-hmm. when I sketch any wildlife I try to bring it to life and yeah that, that, that's the inspiration for me it's just mm-hmm. being one with nature there are so many animals that I relate to and as a mammalian species there's so much of our behaviors that we can learn from mm-hmm. animals in general and sure. we just don't we we abuse instead and human society will perish because we're killing our our, our nature yeah totally understand that now you've told us before how the pink sky podcast inspires you who are three people who have been the most influential to you do you think Without a doubt, my first one is Tina Turner. I so. knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if anybody knows me, you know, Tina Turner has always yep. been such a massive part of my life. Uh, I got my first Tina Turner tape when I was five. Uh, it was the Break Every Rule album, and it's still my go-to awesome. album. You yeah. know, it's, it's my safe place. I yeah. grew up not realising that I had autism, and so I felt so strange, but... I would listen to her music and just get lost. And she is without a doubt one of the most inspirational women you would ever find. And Indeed. growing Indeed. up, I, I I didn't know about her story. And I think it's probably because, you know, like my mum would kind of almost protect me from it. And then 
I just heard this voice and it was mesmerizing and so powerful, you know, and I, I was hooked. And mm. then I watched What's Love? What's Love Got to Do With It? The movie. And I grew up almost like this person is part of me. And so it really hurt me when, when I watched the film for the first time to see <clears throat> this woman just being abused by such a vicious man. And so mm. it, it really taught me so early on to be dominant and to be strong. And Tina wow. Turner has never seen herself as a feminist or as a particular role model, but she has helped millions of people mm. all over the world with just her courage and determination and her strength. So I can't think of a better role model, really, you know. Absolutely. So she's, she's definitely she's a tough lady. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Is, there, is there anyone else that uh, yeah, uh, that, that list? Definitely my dad. Uh, oh, uh, my dad was one of five boys. He grew up on the Hartsey's estate and his maths teacher literally threw him out of his class and said to him and his friend Paul that they would never become anything. And Paul wow. and my dad <sighs> run really successful businesses and my dad has just done so well for himself. But keeping his feet firmly on the ground and teaching me so many lessons and I'll forever be grateful, you know, and I couldn't wish for a better dad and a better role model, really. Awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to say my third, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of cheating yeah, on my third, it. actually, yeah. because uh, I've got two people that come, you know, like joint third. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> the first is Chris Packham, uh, because he uses his autism to inspire others you know you know he's a unique individual and he's so passionate about what he believes and he stands up to the bullies mm. and i really respect him for it, for it. and sure. then um and then my joint third uh is a lady called Kristen mcauliffe so she's uh, a teacher yes and her, she was picked from thousands of applicants to go into space and she's she going to be the first civilian and her every time you watch any of the footage before um, the launch all she wanted to do she was beaming about going up into space and all she wanted to do was teach yeah. all the kids do it for the kids and show the kids that you can achieve anything you know and unfortunately those dreams literally went up in smoke yeah back in 86 and yes. it's such a travesty that it happened to all those people yeah but for her especially you know that that dream that that, that just never happened and those poor mm. kids to witness it and everything mm. and so she's always held a really special place for me it's in mm. it's interesting you should talk about her because i i remember a few months ago actually watching a video with the the lead up of her you know choosing her and uh, and her in her classroom and her with her family and it was it really was bittersweet because it you know i mean it still means so much and it always will um but the excitement in her face along with uh, the rest of her colleagues you know and it was it was just one of those things that was just heartbreaking and yeah. as I say, I, I remember that. I remember that day. I, I remember where I was, and uh, and I, I, yeah, I'm totally with you on that one. She's yeah, uh, she's an awesome woman, as were the rest of the crew, and uh, you know they'll all they'll all hold a, a very special place in our hearts. That's most definitely true. 
Mm. Yeah, definitely. And okay. it was in a time when sort of, you know, Sally Ride, she was the first yeah, American. That's right. And, and like uh, Resnick was on, on that as okay. well. And it was just, you know, Indeed. female pilots were just starting to get into yes. the boat race. Yeah, and, they and, were iconic. Yeah, Always it, was so, it was so good that they picked a female. And yeah, yeah it, was, it was such a shame that it just all went terribly wrong because um, of an O-ring. I know. I know. Yes. And and I, I know this is how we learn, but it comes at great cost. You know, it comes yeah. at great, great yeah. cost. And in this particular instance, there were always markers to show that, you know, something like this might have happened and uh, they missed those. And, uh, you know, a lot of people suffered because of that. Yeah. And I think there's so many of the tragedies that have happened in the past. It's just a multitude of minor errors, you know, and, and time restraints and, and everything. And unfortunately, the yeah. loss of human life. So I was just thinking when you were talking about those people, all of them actually, I was kind of thinking it's it's really interesting because so many of the people that inspire us, you and us and people in general, are people that have had to really struggle. And I know you're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that you found really hard in your life. And when we first started to do the podcast, one of our one of my American friends said to Enid, you know, she used a really cool phrase, the things that used to hold you back are now your superpowers. And we really held on to that. And I think I think she's right. I think embracing those things about you that are different and the things that have given you such challenge can really power you, can't they, into doing fantastic things, into sort of motivating and moving other people. So I was really thinking that when you were talking about Tina and Chris Packham and those people that have had to struggle. Um, yeah. And then the last thing you were talking about, it just sort of brought me on to the next question, really. Enid talks a lot in her podcast about, you know, things that didn't go quite according to plan and some really sort of massive failures, really. <laughs> don't you, Enid? Yeah. <laughs> well, we yeah. all have them. Well, we all we've have got them. them. We've got we? them. Throw so them out there. I just wondered if there's anything, any sort of big failures or mishaps that have happened to you and what what's the learning been for you? Yeah, there's been a few. I mean, my biggest sort of, I, I never have any regrets because I think, you know, our, everything is meant to be, you know, um, but sort of not going for the career that would have made me really, truly happy to right now be digging up a dinosaur somewhere in Canada or America, you know, somewhere like that, or, or being a marine biologist and just studying sharks all day. Uh, these are the things that I would have absolutely loved to have done. But again, it like I, I didn't know that I had autism and I just thought, oh my goodness, I can't, I can't go to another country and I can't, go somewhere by myself you know and, and mm -hmm. all these things held me back and I kind of wonder an earlier diagnosis would I then have had the help to be able to achieve yeah. those dreams but at the same time family has always been such a massive thing for me and to be close to my family yeah, and yeah. so instead of digging up a dinosaur I just collect fossils and models <laughs> and you know so my house looks more yeah. like a museum than anything else and um and and I have many animals that keep me very very happy so you know it's sort of I, I don't I don't have the regret that I did it because just the same with my artwork I think if my artwork was a full-time thing I'd lose the love of it and so you know that that's a hobby as well but also whether I should have come out way sooner you know I was sort of late 20s um when I finally did and and it was having my daughter that realized that I was just lying to myself about my sexuality but again if I would have come out sooner I would have never have had my daughter and, and mm. you know I can't imagine that life sure. and so mm. everything so 
everything's meant to be yeah. yeah it's not always kind of a straight path is it that we've been thinking no. about that lately there's a lot of twists and turns and especially maybe when you're younger you think things are going to be a certain way or maybe things should be a certain way because you've been told that and when it and when it, it happens differently for you that can be really worrying and scary can't it but actually in the end it's really cool and <laughs> it gives gives up like throws up some really interesting opportunities yeah, yeah, I think when you're young, you you just kind of think something's going to happen. You know, yeah. it's just all going to just kind of fall into place. And then suddenly you kind of get into your, your mid-30s and then you think, wow, you know, you know this is my life. Mm. Very mm. different to how I expected, but I wouldn't change a thing. Sure. Yeah. So what would you say was the hardest part about receiving your autism? diagnosis i know that's just been recent so yeah, yeah there must be many year. elements to it it happened because uh, uh my partner um, um, used to be a senko of a school and, and she just once kind of briefly said that i had traits and i didn't think anything of it because i was as ignorant as most people to it i just kind of imagined autism being Rain Man, you know, the, the yeah. famous film. And and then it was another friend who was another Senko who said to me, you're the most autistic person I know, Faye. And all of a sudden it was like, hang on a minute, what is this? You know, so I looked into it and then that led in, onto the, the diagnosis. And I did wasn't just a little bit autistic, you know, it's that, yeah, full on. And, wow. and unfortunately with females and autism, we wear this metaphorical mask and we have to play a role. And, mm. and I think the hardest thing of it all is actually being able to take that mask off and just say, hey, this is me. Yeah. Actually, all I want to do is talk about dinosaurs. All I want to talk, do is talk about space exploration mm. and the natural world. And, and you know, and it's extremely hard for the people around me, the people closest to me, to see under the mask as well, because they've just been so used to seeing this confident, cheeky, happy-go-lucky person, when actually underneath, my anxiety is like... Yeah. Off the scale. And, yeah. and, and stress and, and everything, and, it, and it's allowing myself to be vulnerable. That mm. is the hardest mm. part the hardest. of it, mm. most definitely. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really interesting. It sounds like you're you're going through a process even now and and I felt like my heart kind of like was really full when you were talking about I want to talk about this all the time and I'm going to let myself talk about that and I felt sort of like liberated for you but then when you were kind of talking about how it's not always like that because you've learned to to be very different in certain situations because this is socially acceptable and that's socially acceptable so I'm, so it sounds like for you now life is you know, better, but it, it can still be quite hard work judging when to be this and when to be that. And I guess finding yeah. yourself, really. Yeah. 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 And, and the most important thing that I've learned from it is actually to listen to my body. Yes. Because yes. I used to come home from work and be absolutely exhausted. And I yeah. couldn't understand why. I mean, I have a physical job, but yeah. I couldn't understand why I just wanted to go to bed. And wow. it's because the stress levels of wearing a mask all day and, yeah. and, and performing just completely tires wow. you out and it can really affect your health. And, yeah. and I, and I was at the point of kind of rock bottom when I got my diagnosis, but now it's a case of I'll suddenly have an overload about something. Like if someone gives me a hug, 
it gives me a sensory overload of all the scents that those people might be wearing a certain particular perfume that's too strong or, or washing detergent or something mm. that will make me feel instantly sick and that a closeness is it's it's someone coming into my space that mm. will give me an overload mm. and four i just had to keep this straight face as if absolutely nothing was wrong but inside it was like turmoil and i now understand my body so much more because i'll feel really tired and I will allow myself to have a nap, which is something I never would do because wow. it's, it's a waste of time. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's yeah, on the shoulder. <laughs> oh. It's just allowing yourself to listen to your body. If it's tired, it's because it wants you to lay down, you yeah. know, or if it's sick, again, lay down, give yourself chance to recharge your batteries and and have time alone. That is the most important thing to just be able to recharge your batteries. Wow, that is so interesting to hear because I guess I'm just kind of aware of how exhausted you felt, but but also that was just normal for you. You'd spent your whole life being exhausted, trying to be somebody else. So although now it's it's less exhausting... It answered so many questions why I didn't want to go to school and I would plead with mum why I didn't want to go to school and Mm. and I would say how ill I felt but nobody believed me because it it was almost like the boy who cried wolf, you know. I was feeling ill but I couldn't explain it. I couldn't explain that feeling of emptiness. And, you know, back then it, it just wasn't, heard of like it is today yeah and again it's that question of like how different things would be yes if I would have had that diagnosis sooner and that's why I really am now on a path to try and help these young girls that when they have these tests they're absolutely fine but you know you actually ask them well what fabrics do they like to wear and and what smells set set them off you know and and Mm. noises they don't go into it deep enough they just think eye contact and things like that well actually i make more eye contact than normal because i'm reading that person's face constantly yes i'm really glad you flagged that up i think that's a really important point to make because um there's a lot of stereotyping that goes around and i think you're right that's one of the reasons that people are misdiagnosed or or not diagnosed particularly women so it's really important that you flag that up so I i was just thinking for i mean one of the other things that we know about you is that you're incredible artist and some people might have seen awesome as features awesome. of phase art on our page but oh, not yes. not only that go on in and tell them tell them what what's Faye done recently oh yes sorry Faye. <laughs> yeah that wonderful wonderful drawing that you did for us which you you took from actually different sources because we were trying to work <laughs> out because i actually couldn't find that actual photograph in it the sense but it's absolutely amazing how you actually weaved different elements of different photos and you know we're so excited about it so excited i mean hang on i'm going to show you and i know our listeners won't be able to see this but they will be able to see it on our page very shortly but this is the this is the the mug that we has kindly agreed to let us 
Do you see what I mean? That that's the mug I was telling you about. So you, your picture is pride of place on there, it's along so with lovely. the logo and a little plane, and so all the things you love, yeah. uh, including yeah. us, of course, and um, <laughs> and our dogs, and and of course Michelle Obama. I mean, we have to put that out there yeah. because we love you those were, details. You were spot on there, absolutely. Yeah. So that was a incredible. We still haven't got over that. So that no. was an incredible surprise. But I know that you have lots of different styles of art, and that's just mm. one of them. You're extremely talented artist so can you talk to us a bit about what that's like for you what's the process like for you when you're when you're making your art I love doing pet portraits although I do so much detail where the people probably wouldn't even know tiny little hairs in certain places you know and when I do any form of sketch I'm not sketching the complete thing I will start in one area and I'm just seeing shapes and Mm. tones and textures and I basically am creating an image from 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 scratch obviously and and just moving across and and then after about nine hours I then will sit back and go oh yeah it's finished you know wow (laughs) so you're sort of in a zone when you're doing it oh yeah it's complete you know and again it's it leads back to um, to being autistic that I can sit there literally for nine hours and I won't even realise that I haven't eaten, I haven't had anything to drink because I'm just so focused wow. that it's really hard to then come away from it. Mm, mm. And again, you know, it, it, it's, it's exhausting, but... I love doing it. I really love doing it. I have no confidence in myself. I'm terrible at promoting myself. <laughs> and, uh, these are things I definitely need to work on. Um, but it's a real passion. And wow. I absolutely love it. How lovely. Well, we're obviously going to be putting lots of links to Faye's page on our page and all yeah. those Instagram oh, things people do that we're learning about. But yeah, um, yeah Faye is an amazing artist. So I hope you're all going to check her out. Absolutely. The artwork. Sorry, Faye, that sounds, that sounds, that sounds unsavoury. She's a nice looking woman too, but I didn't mean it like that. My work looks better. Oh, dear. Um, okay, so so moving on. I mean, obviously, we're, we're great fans of your, your art and continue to be. But I know this is this might be a difficult question to answer because we're often grateful for many things. But what do you feel most grateful for in your life? I mean, I guess at this point. I am so grateful for my parents and and the the life that they've given for me, you know, and yeah, just the the life I've been able to have. And I'm so fortunate for that. And, And it's only because, like we said before, my dad worked so many hours to achieve where he's out at now. And the one thing that is the most precious in my life is my daughter. Like I said, the moment she laid on, she was laid on my chest by the midwife after a horrendous labour. Oh. My world just completely transformed. It was like yeah. a light switch, and it was that stop lying to yourself about your sexuality, and and you wow. you need to try and just be yourself. Um, and it was a battle, you know, because at that time I was married and and I just had a child. Yeah, but. I married a fantastic guy and we were best friends and, and I, you know, I couldn't wish for a, a better person mm. to be Cleo's dad and to be a friend. And I 
live for my daughter. She's just absolutely incredible. Oh, that's and brilliant. It's just oh, her brilliant. and me in yeah. our little nest with the rest of the animals, you know. And Oh, that's yeah. so Amazing. lovely to hear about. Wow. I feel like I'm learning a lot more about Faye than yeah. I already knew. It's really yeah, a lovely yeah. experience. Um, so what do you think, you've told us already about some, but what, what do you think are the most important lessons that you've learned in your life? It is be your true self. Mm, right. mm. Since my diagnosis, I see so much more even on social media, how people will put posts on about their lives. And yeah, it's obvious that they're trapped, but they don't do anything about it. Mm, and and it's, mm. it's, I think to be your true self, if you're around people that you have to act and you have to be someone else to please, then they're not a positive section of your life. They're yeah. not, you know, yeah. a positive aura. And whether it comes with age, I don't know. But to be your true self mm-hmm. is, yeah. is the most important thing yeah. because we get one shot at this. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I'm still learning. This is such... Uh, the only the start of my journey to actually to be my true self but even silly little things where i have loved dinosaurs uh, for as early as i can remember but i always just think well that's that's just for you know kids, kids. and i yeah. used to kind of shy away from it mm. where now i you celebrate love it love my dinosaur mm. models and they're on show and i love my fossils mm-hmm. and 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 I embrace that part of me because it's just different and wow. cannot say enough. It, it's that being your true self and surrounding yourself with people who allow you to be yourself. That's yes. the most important thing. Very sure. true. I think, I mean, you've said a lot about that, Enid, haven't you? That that yeah. what, one of the changes that was really big for you was when you kind of started to be around people that thought well of you and mm. said kind things to you. And sometimes it was the smallest thing that had a massive impact because you hadn't come from a, a kind or happy place um, and you grabbed onto it, didn't you? And yeah. then that was really the fuel that kind of kept you going, wasn't it? Yeah. So that's very interesting. And, and it's interesting you yeah. say that because in the the episode that we've just released, episode 17, mm. um, I talk about, uh, not to give the spoilers away, obviously if people haven't listened yet, but I, I talk about, again, being being true to yourself. So very mm. much along the same lines, but there, there are certain times in your life where you where you actually realize this so you're ready to hear it if you like and um uh yeah it's it, it's it's like a light bulb moment you kind of just say oh yes. oh wow okay somebody said something to me and i now actually attribute that to me and you know do something be yourself don't be somebody that you know you think other people want you to be mm. be yes. true to yourself and be yourself because that's you know you can do that you know you can you can live with that um yeah you know yeah and i think for younger generations as well there's such peer pressure to fall into the mould of what a girl should look like, what a boy should look like. Well, I'm more along the non-binary and Mm. that's my choice. And who is it to anybody else? That's what I I teach my daughter. It doesn't matter if if you're not like the other girls. It's better to not be like the other girls. And, Mm. And... it's so hard when peer pressure is a big element of course yes and we 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 Mm. talk about that in the in episode 17 as well about peer pressure and and actually about realizing that it is peer pressure you know sometimes you just wander through life and think oh well i'll just do this i'll do this and you you feel a pressure but you're not quite sure what it is but uh no you're absolutely right there you feel necessary to hide 
what yeah. you feel most passionate about. Absolutely. Like Tina Turner, yeah. when I was young, my walls were absolutely covered in her posters. Yeah. But I didn't talk to my friends about it or anything. It's almost like I wow. hate my obsession and my passion because that wasn't normal. No, you know? It wasn't cool. It, mm. it, yeah. That classic thing of what is normal. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. No. Yeah. So restrictive, so exhausting. And I was thinking what Faye was saying earlier about when she, how tired she was of living under a mask and how she realised she basically lived a life of being permanently exhausted. And I was mm. thinking, yeah, you're right. Once you feel like you are really being yourself, it's a lot less tiring, isn't it? Life feels easier, oh, yes. more relaxing. It's so apparent with my body. I, yes. I used to I used to go into the doctors and say, you know, why do I feel this way in the mornings? Wow. And why before do I, when I go to work, do I feel so ill every oh. single morning? Mm. And I used to have every cold, every sickness mm. bug. And it's because wow. my immunity was so low because Gosh. of the stress levels. Yeah. Yes, of and course. actually taking a step back and saying, well, to an autistic person, if you work three days, mentally you've worked six. Wow. Take that on mm. board and think, okay, so I need to listen to my body. Mm -hmm. and yeah. I haven't had the sickness before work anymore and, and just Amazing. so many little factors like that. Yeah. And it really shows. That's so, huge, isn't it? That, that just starting to be kind to yourself, allowing yourself to um, do what your body needs has had like a massive effect on you, like in all sorts of different ways. That's really amazing. Yeah. Wow. Without the use of any medication, it's actually just stopping. Yeah. yeah. Like, again, my, my brain doesn't ever stop. It doesn't ever switch <laughs> off. And it, it's constantly ruminating, whether it's about the latest fossil find, uh, a date that I need to remember. For yes. My, my brain doesn't switch off. And I've never been one to turn to medication. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's just never been for me. Yeah. Mm. And so actually, just the smallest things, having yes. a nap using that time rather than thinking it's a waste of time mm. using that time for your body yes absolutely yeah absolutely. really helpful really helpful to think about yeah. that so enid's got another question i think i, I know I the answer already Go well on. <laughs> well this is one of my favorite questions and I, I i you know i i saw it while i was researching um various things i kind of kind of identify with this because i think if i've been i think you i think it can change throughout your life obviously but it's if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Oh, definitely be your true self. <laughs> hey, big letters. letters. Oh, we should and get then, that done. We should. Yeah. Yeah. And then just like a little dinosaur somewhere. You know, <laughs> of course. Just, well, it doesn't even have to be little. It can be, you know, it can be walking through the, the actual letters. Yeah, oh, you're really coming up with something sense. here. Yeah. A gif, a little, a little gif. That actually, I sense a drawing coming on. Yeah. I Not think, by me, by I you. Think that Ray. actually is a really, <laughs> really good concept and we should look into getting that on the side of a... One of the Norwich buses or something. Yeah. I think that's a brilliant or, concept or, that would help a lot of people. So, Faye, where could... So, lots of people that have been listening probably thinking, oh, wow, this sounds amazing. Yeah. I want to see what Faye's been doing with her art and so on. So where can they find you online? Uh, so I'm on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Faye Rackham Artist. Brilliant. And uh, you'll find some of my work. I, I have lots of work that I haven't posted yet. Uh, as I said, I'm not very good at that kind of part of it, but I will get better. And <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I will post some more. I've just been working on a, a latest uh, commission of a Sharpay. 
Oh, and, uh, nice. Gorgeous. Well, so I'm really pleased with that. Yeah. And um, I have got an exhibition coming up uh, in February at Cly Marshes. Oh, so wow. Lovely. My first exhibition. So, oh, yeah, that's so exciting. Just really ready for that. Wow. And, uh, that's amazing. Thinking, you know, what am I going to, uh, what am I going to. What's going to go into that? Yeah. Wow. That's well, amazing. Congratulations, Congratulations already. Congratulations. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah that's brilliant. Thank you. And, and, uh, one more thing I must say. Yeah, go my, ahead. My biggest cheerleader is my partner, Holly. Oh. You know, she, she just holds me so much. Yes. And uh, she's my executive secretary uh, <laughs> in the world of autism. Uh, that's, a, that's an official title. Wow. Yeah, she just helps me so much so sure. i'll be forever thankful shout for out that. to holly yeah shout well done to holly. holly well done yeah. hollykins well done holly <laughs> yeah. well faye it has been absolutely wonderful talking with you mm. and I, I i feel that although we already knew you we've learned so much more about you oh, it's been brilliant and uh yeah. you know you I'm, have actually can i ask a question to you yeah please do yeah uh, what would be your billboard my billboard probably a big aircraft on it you know, oh, you uh, should have thought of this before, Ian. <laughs> yeah, you, you've got me on the spot. Well, well, no. In fairness, I I think I talk a lot about one of the first airplanes I flew with the Twin Otter, and I think I, I have always been in love with that aircraft, and I probably always will be in love with that aircraft. And I think I definitely would have a huge Twin Otter on my billboard, and of course, a picture of my lovely wife as well. What so. would you? What would it say though? Well, the billboard. Well, when this you is when a you. Twin Otter. Oh, we oh, no. no, you have. She's one, been you, very literal. No, no, yeah. I, it, my, it would be. You have one shot at this. Yes, that would be great. Yeah, that, very that, you. That would be because and then, you know, uh, you know, like the Memphis Belle with the old ladies yes. on the side. Of yes, the yes, yes, oh. yes. Yeah, like that. yeah. yeah. <gasps> she's, now you're talking. Now she's now look. She's got that look in her eye now. Right. Okay. We're so. going to get an actual plane with me on it. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> We'll do that. And then, of course, you have one shot at this because that's, that's you know. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. This is working out very well. Absolutely. Well, yeah. thank you, Faye. It's been amazing Faye, talking to you. Oh, thank thank you. you so much. been magnificent talking to you. And thank you for launching Pink Sky Inspired Conversations. You are our first conversation and we hope we'll have oh, lots more. Yeah, it's been and, amazing. Uh, you have been absolutely fabulous. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Faye. Thank you, Faye. Oh, take care. Take it easy.